Oh, I see that one of the uh, Costa Rican players is wearing the new Nike boot. Das boot! Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears of the Federación Internacional de Football Asociación. And today we finally discuss the long-awaited topic of soccer in the 80s. They couldn't run about for 90 minutes. They'd be chucking their guts up. With me as always, he's the midfield sweeper to my goalkeeper. It's Brad in L.A. Hey, Steve. I'm really more of a holding midfielder, but, uh, you know, I can, I can sweep if you need me to. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I had to look up midfield sweeper on Wikipedia. Well, that's okay. Is it real? So, but we're, we're really going to do a show on soccer? I have got pages of notes here on the World Cup winners in the 80s and famous English Premier League matches, and I've got a new seggy prep called You Are the Ref. No. No, it's a joke. There's no way we're doing a whole show on soccer. Oh, come on. What if we do association football instead? What? Are you still talking about soccer? <laughs> That's what everybody else calls it. Clearly, we're recording this show while the rest of the world is sitting in front of the television watching games in Brazil. And I know that you have been watching pretty much every single am, World am Cup match. Am I not supposed to be watching it right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, no, I, of course I wouldn't have the game on now, Steve. That would be distracting from my goal, which is to provide quality entertainment. So so no soccer show? So no soccer show? Should I put away my, my red card, my yellow card, and my... Vuvuzelas and my uh, scantily clad Brazilian girls. You can leave the girls. Uh, there's no soccer show. You know what? If if we do the show well, maybe we'll go get our balls kicked later. That's a that's a soccer thing, right? Yeah. No comment. No. There there's no soccer show. We do have an '80s news now show for you um, today, uh, with one sad seggy coming. Uh, I don't want to tease it too much, but let's just say that Debbie Foreman from Ballet Girls on standby in case I lose it. You'll you'll be fine, Steve. You, you got this. Let's let's spin this baby up. Rick Mayall, the actor best known to 80s Nation as Rick, the anarchist from The Young Ones, died June 9th after suffering a heart attack after his morning run. He was 56 years old. In The Young Ones, Mr. Mayall played the obnoxious would-be anarchist Rick, one of four undergrad college students sharing a house. The series ran on BBC from 1982 to 1984 and found new life here in America when MTV picked it up in 1985. Well, tell me, Neil, who invented the internal combustion engine? Was it Porky the Pig? <laughs> the Wicked Balls, was it? <laughs> and the theory of relativity? 
Bertie, was Pythagoras a pig? No. <laughs> he disagreed, wasn't he? So tell me, Neil, you're the expert. What's the major piggy contribution to civilization? Hmm? Uh... It's bacon, isn't it? How big of a Young Ones fan were you, Brad? You know, I saw a couple episodes, but it wasn't on my much watch must-watch list. Um, so, I mean, I remember it, but I wasn't like, oh, there's a new one. There's a new one. I mean, it was on MTV, so you're kind of like, oh, MTV is kind of, they're my style guide. I should see what they have to say about this. Yeah. I, it was on, it seemed like it was always on in the background any weekend when I was like partying with friends or like when I was home from college or whatever. Yeah. It, I, I never, it wasn't, it was never like must see TV. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was NBC, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was, it was cool. I can't believe it was so short lived. I mean, I, I think it was having lasted a whole lot longer than two seasons. Yeah. Well, I think that's, um, that's kind of British TV for you. You know, there's like, oh, here's a season of, you know, for instance, the, the Sherlock series. Now, here's the next season. It's three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, okay. Well, we just were approaching this a little differently here. And, um, if you're, if you, we did the episode on, uh, American Werewolf in London, we, I should make the note that uh, Rick had a role in that movie as well. He That's plays, right. He's in the pub, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of the chess players, I think, that you see. You see him just for a brief moment. So he just kind of looks up and like gives him a smoldering <laughs> glare. What are you doing here? Yeah, what are you doing in the pub? But uh, I, I remember when this, when this news hit on Monday, I got people were texting me saying, did you hear about you know Rick? And I'm like, oh, God. I mean, 56 years old. Yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, I hate to hear the guys come home from a run and die of a heart attack because, you know, I run a little bit, not as much as I used to, but it's like, oh, man. Clearly, the lesson he's, to be learned here is to run less. Exactly. Stay home. Die in bed. Morrissey needs to take a bow. The former frontman of the Smiths has canceled yet another U.S. tour because of a, quote, respiratory infection, unquote. Sorry, Moz, but that joke isn't funny anymore. What are you, the boy with a thorn in the side of your lungs? <laughs> At least uh, nine dates have been canceled this go-around, and I believe uh, this is the fourth time in a row he's canceled part of a North American tour. And get this, he's blaming his illness this time on the opening act, uh, an artist known as uh, Kristen Young who was told to leave the tour. Turns out she uh, had allergies, not a cold, and she's not exactly happy with being blamed for uh, whatever knocked Maz on his butt this time around. Yeah. If you're that fragile, maybe you should stay in your plastic bubble. Yeah. At some point, you know, even if you're a huge Morrissey fan, don't you just give up on the idea of actually spending money on a concert ticket that you know you're going to end up getting a refund for? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the definitely, obviously, people are buying the tickets, or he wouldn't keep announcing these tours, right? But I, I'm with you on that one. Um, I, I don't know. I I'm not a giant fan when you know Morrissey is free to do what he wants to as far as eating or not eating things. But when he tells me that eating meat is is like being a pedophile, I, I'm sorry, dude. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. The only way I would go see him now is if, and this will never happen, of course. But if the Smiths ever did a reunion thing, I, I would go see that. But yeah. you know, every once in a while, that rumor gets floated around that, oh, you know, so-and-so is open to it now. Yeah, and then, and then Johnny Marr's like, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. 
So that's, yeah, that's, that's the Ghostbusters three response. It's not happening. Yeah, jeez. Let's move on. Steve Perry. Steve Perry. And I should have been gone. Steve Perry. I never get tired of saying Steve Perry has uh, ended his 20-year sabbatical from singing in public and now is routinely appearing on stage with the band known as Eels, often singing at least a couple Journey songs. It first happened May 25th in St. Paul, Minnesota, where he sang Open Arms, and he popped up again this week in L.A. and sang Lights. Here's a clip. What do you make of his voice nowadays? Well, I mean, he's obviously brought it down maybe a half a register. Uh, so I'm assuming that's so he can hit the notes. Um, the energy isn't quite the same, but you can tell he's having a great time doing it. If you've watched these clips, he's enjoying it. So, you know, I'm happy for Steve. I'm happy for us that we get to hear him because he's doing this because he wants to. And, you know, this is probably the way to do it is to show up and yeah. do a few off appearances. I mean, I mean, don't sit there and book a whole huge tour and go out yeah, there. Yeah, there's no pressure on him to, you know, to drag this giant stadium tour around the country on his shoulders. He can just show up. So now I'm not familiar with what what's his involvement with Eels. Is he a normal part of that group? Is he their manager? <laughs> Why is he touring with them? Is uh, That's maybe a dumb question. But Well, I know they're a California band. Um and they're led by a guy, Mark Oliver Everett, also known as E. Okay. And I, sw- I know – I want to say that when I talked to Perry a few years ago, I want to say he mentioned this band and mentioned E. Okay. So they've been on his radar for some time. And I want to say he's been maybe helping produce some of their stuff. But, okay. I mean, don't tie me to that. But yeah, I know I know when, he, when, when I saw him on stage with E, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. But I, I can't connect all the dots. But okay. uh, but but I'm happy to see him. now. Does this mean that there's any more chance today of a journey reunion than there was two months ago? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. It's a because 5% he's, more he's publicly performing, right? Right, right. But that doesn't mean that all the baggage is cleaned yeah. up. I mean, when 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 he appears on stage with Journey again, then we'll know. But you'll I mean, believe it's happening. Yeah, then I believe it's happening. <laughs> Short of that, I mean. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Well, yeah, I mean, Steve Perry, you've watched these clips. What do you think? I mean, he's he's not getting into that upper register, and I know that is that's what happens. You know, we get older, our voices don't do what they used to do. We've seen it with lots of bands. <laughs> so, do they? Yeah, a lot of things happen that way. Yeah, right? yeah. As I say, do uh, when I was younger, I used voice. to be able to pronounce words correctly. Not just your voice. <laughs> um, the. Uh, where was I? Uh, you know, when I went and saw Def Leppard a few years ago, same problem. So does Journey want Steve Perry to sing with them because he's Steve Perry? Or does Journey want their current Steve Perry clone to sing with him because he sounds like Steve Perry did in the 80s? I'll tell you what. Have you heard? I mean, I don't know if you've seen clips of Journey lately with Arnel Pineda. Yeah. But his voice is starting to get. Is he getting a little 
trashed too. I mean, yeah, you can't, out of the gate, he was amazing. He was out, out of the gate. He was amazing. Scar- it was scary. Scary, scary. So how how similar it was, but if you see them lately, it's not it's not the same. It's changed. And I don't know if he's just kind of coming into his own voice now, right. and or or if it's just that you know that band is always on the road. I mean, yeah. I, they're touring. I think this year with the Steve Miller band. And I, and I know you and I toyed with the idea of going to see them in Vegas, um, like at the end of July, beginning of August. And I'm just like, oh, man, I've seen I've, have that Neil Sean restraining order. thing. Yeah, I've seen them three times now with Arnell Pineda. And I'm I'm just like, ah, it's probably enough, you know. So yeah. it feels yeah. like it happens. But I will tell you, too. I mean, if you look at Steve Perry's like I, for some reason, I'm stuck on listening to um, the last work he did with Journey. You know, when he did uh, When You Love a Woman. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. His voice there is definitely lower. I mean, he, he just yeah. uh, his voice was lower. Self preservation. Twenty years ago it was lower. In my life, I see where I've been. I said that I'd never fall again. Within myself, I was my searching ain't over. I don't want it to sound like I'm unhappy that he's performing because I think it's great. Um, he's he seems to be out there having a good time. So you know, Steve Perry can do whatever he wants to do, as far as I'm concerned. End of story. Period. Seriously? You're going to play that song right now, Brad? That hurts, buddy. Well, I, I thought that was kind of required for this, this particular piece of uh, podcasting. I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. Because here we are back where we were before. Okay, let's just get this out in the open. Um, remember that whole breaking up episode in the 80s that we did maybe four years ago? course it's a it's it's a landmark it inspired me to go and take pictures of the better off dead houses to try and cheer you up (laughs) well here we go again um i know i don't talk much about my girlfriend on the show like i did um in the past with vegas girlfriend who um as you might recall was neck and neck with sean's teenage girlfriend for the role of the yoko ono of stuck in the 80s lore yeah true fact (laughs) i don't want to say by the way that it's definitely the teenage girlfriend, not Vegas girlfriend, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter anyway. But anyway, I was in a relationship with Tina for three years, and uh, just want everyone to know, um, she and I have decided to, to go back to just being good friends. Um, and so, uh, your humble host is uh, living alone again in a new lair in Orlando. So it's, uh, it's not Spearsy Land too. Technically, this would be lair number five. Oh, okay. If the, the fir- if the first lair was the one that Sean coined. The one bedroom condo. Then I lived in a two bedroom condo in the same neighborhood. So that was layer two. And I've now lived in three places in Orlando in two years, in okay. less than two years. Yeah, well, better um, hang on to those boxes, buddy. <laughs> no, I actually got rid of them already. But uh, I guess uh, the moving boxes are a hot commodity on Craigslist. Are they really? Yeah, if you post in the like in the free or you know in the the inexpensive category moving boxes, I have a friend that post basically set them outside his new apartment building, uh-huh. uh, posted something on Facebook or on Facebook, posted something on Craigslist, and within fifteen minutes, someone was picking them up. Wow, 
I had a I had a ton of them. Yeah. Um, but anyway. uh, yeah, so now I, I'm I'm living in Orlando. So I was living like north of Orlando, um, in an area called Wakiva Springs, but now I'm back in Orlando proper, and in, in an area called um, Baldwin Park. And Soon to be renamed Spearsy Land. <laughs> I swear to God, it's like I'm trying to just how to describe it. This is it's, it's like um, it's like the Truman Show community. Oh yeah, it's it's like a little planned community. Everyone's so, got little push mowers out there. Yeah, it's their it's all integrated. There's like little homes. And, the, and apartment complexes are all like mixed together and there's a little main street and everyone kind of walks their dogs and rides their bikes around and and jogs around the lake and stuff like that. It is, it's, it's the weirdest little they place. They all know your name and where you work already. <laughs> they all know what I do in front of my computer at 2 o'clock at night. Well, that's – I mean why do you think I installed that camera in your yeah. apartment? But uh, so I'm here with um, uh, Kat Benatar, my uh, hygienically challenged feline roommate. Um, love is truly a battlefield with her. Yeah. She's actually laying next to the computer right now, but um, um, she likes to wake me up in the middle of the night just howling, which is fun. But um, no, it's pretty cool. It's a nice, it's a nice apartment, and um, uh, so we'll see how things go. And um, we probably won't need Deborah Foreman to for any counseling this time around. Well, you know, I keep her on. I'll keep her on speed dial just in case. I'd love to keep her on speed dial just in case. But. <laughs> you know what else I keep on speed dial? The, the Seggies. That's pretty good. So that'll work. Ah, uh, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for reader mailbag, and we don't really have a letter this week. But I got an email from Peter Ryan in Montreal. Who, by the way, did a great concert review of Corey Hart's last show. He's our Montreal correspondent. Yeah, he is. And um, but Peter sent me a link to a story that was on. Um, it was actually on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR today about a guy in New York City who spent thirty-two thousand dollars to turn his bedroom into an '80s-style arcade, complete with the you know the old arcade-style video games and even a mm-hmm. bed with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sheets. And uh turns out that his fiance, who initially supported the whole idea, decided the guy had become too obsessed with the eighties and returned his engagement ring. Mm. The um the thirty seven year old said he got inspired with the idea after reading the book Ready Player One. Uh-huh. Mm. Dangerous well, literature. Yes, it should probably be banned. Um <laughs> it's it is my favorite book though. It is uh you know, if you're gonna go dystopian future book, you know, Forget the Catching Fire, Mocking Jay, you know, Hunger Games stuff. Read Ready Player One. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, Brad. So, I, my question to you, Brad, though, is who's in the wrong here? Is it the guy who spent the thirty-two grand to make his perfect monument to the eighties, or is it the girlfriend for dumping him? Well, here's the here's the one word that this story turns on: bedroom. He turned his bedroom into an arcade. Uh huh. So I'm not following. It's ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why you know, I, I get it, you live in New York, it's a small space. Uh, how about the living room? You know, do you really want to sleep in the room with the, all the arcade cabinets? And you know, I don't know. It that seems a little sleep. You yeah. know. Gallica suddenly <laughs> kicks in in the middle of the night. Yeah. You got Sinistar over in the corner. I hunger. Actually, I'm really starting to warm to the idea now. Well, you know, you could pull it off, you know. Well, what's funny cuz I remember when I 
I mean, obviously Brad knew about me moving out and stuff like this. It's not news to him. Um, it's news to stuck in the eighties nation. Um, but when I, when I moved out, the, one of the first things I told you was I need, I need some sort of, uh, 80s homage a, yeah. piece in my a, apartment a talisman or right. some kind of yeah and you you went out and i guess was it on craigslist you found an 80s arcade machine yeah uh, you know because well the truth is i'm looking i'm in the market for a pinball machine so yeah. <laughs> so I, I had the searches all set up so. oh so but you found it and it was in a town near me but it was, what yeah. was it like 600 bucks yeah it wasn't that much that's not bad for one that's actually working yeah, six hundred dollars to me right now might as well be six thousand dollars. But plus the idea of like going and getting it and carting it up the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. If you do, if you're not into the idea, then it's a dumb one because then you're just going to have to return your own engagement ring. <laughs> I I still I uh-huh. I saw the photos of the room. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks great. But again, it's his bedroom. I don't it's know. Crazy. If you do it though. It's like do it. I mean, I, I, you know, if if any if anyone out there actually thinks that my apartment looks anything like that guy's room you're wrong i i, I don't know what else to say <laughs> there's yeah. there's a lot of 80s stuff hanging around in my apartment i have like album covers that are all over the walls yeah and i have a big poster of live aid and um, i have a ferris bueller poster and stuff like that and i have some yeah. rubik's cube types you know trinkets laying around and yeah, i think that was the other thing i was looking for was like a rubik's cube looking coffee table yeah that would be perfect Which that, be that's cool. kind of what i need is i need something like that but uh, I don't. I don't have or a wild 000. turkey table, maybe a wild yeah. turkey. T- they who used means, to sell. Who, who drinks coffee? <laughs> yeah, they used to sell wild turkey um, shirts and stuff on their website, and I was this close to buying it, and, I, I, and then I went back like a few months ago, and they were all gone. So I don't know what's oh. up with that. So apparently, it's not cool to profess your love for wild turkey in such a way. Well, that's that's odd. Anyway, if you have an email for us or a letter, send it to sit80s at gmail.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. We'll uh, play a clip of, of a movie from the 80s so we can get it right. Um, what can I give away? I feel like I want to give something away. Moving boxes. Moving <laughs> boxes. <laughs> I got rid of most of them. Um, I'm looking around. I got some '80s books around here, so maybe maybe I'll maybe we'll send some '80s books out because I've read them all and I have no use for them anymore. Anyway, here's the clip from last show. <laughs> the laughter is from Tom Hanks in the movie Money Pit. Oh, yeah. Some people thought big, but nope. Money no. pit. So anyway, who were some of the winners, Brad? Oh, my gosh. Let me catch my breath here. Um, winners include Eric and Alpharetta, Kevin Pipe Wench, Shazam from St. Louis, Tom, It's Not a Tuma it's not in a Austria, tuma. Dr. Jean-Marc Bovy, Rob, still waiting for a better nickname from you guys, Stro. Let's, he, well, let's stop. Let's is stop he calling it. us out here? Stro. It seems like that would be easy. Yeah. Rob uh, Stroh. Rob Stroh. We'll let the Stuck in A's Nation help yeah, us help out us here. Out. Yeah, send in a nickname for Rob. Still waiting for a better nickname from you guys. Stroh. Rob Stroh. How about Rob Cowboy Up Stroh? <laughs> I mean, I get it. You Actually, you can't really. And the nickname rules are such that you're not really allowed to assign yourself one. Well, right? yeah. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Who are the okay. other winners? 
Other winners, and we're back on the horse here. Ken Ward, Mike, Wally Walters, Oliver the Bard, Bardenheyer, Christine in Arizona, Dr. Dim, Matt the Big Mac McLeese, and PJ Vericia, who writes, I enjoyed the last podcast on George Harrison, but I have to admit I was disappointed. I was hoping to hear my name twice since I got the both the movie clue, Tootsie, and the music clue, King for a Day, correct, but my name was only read for the movie clue. Uh, we're sorry we failed you, PJ. Don't we, make you don't make me make you a winner emeritus and read your name every time for a couple of shows. <laughs> this week I'm going for a two for again. The movie clue was from the Money Pit, which is what I felt like I threw my money into after seeing that money in the movie in the theater from 1986, starring Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. And the music clue was, but PJ got it right. As he continues, as far as the 30th anniversary podcast ideas, let me offer the following. Against All Odds, Beverly Hills Cop, Blame It on Rio, Breakin', Hot Dog the Movie, <laughs> which is just awful, uh, Mickey and Maud, Police Academy, and Oxford Blues. Keep up the great job, PJ, class of 1985. Yeah, I'll tell you this, PJ. We Usually when I pull the Seggy winners down, I if someone got them both right, I usually just I, – I only give you one. I, I put you in whatever category – Needs the help, so it's that ever popular include winners yeah. include yeah winners include or Weasley. What can we say? So okay, so let's look at his list here and see what um what which of these is worthy of a full show. Clearly, Beverly obviously Hills. hot dog the movie needs a show. <laughs> I don't even know if it's available on DVD. I had sunny side. Oh my up, god, I have to look. And have sunny to look. side down and sunny side all around. Hot. Dog. Blame it on Rio. Uh, isn't that Michael Caine? Oh yeah. My name's Michael Kind. Hot Dog the Movie is available on DVD. So there we go. Maybe we can do a show. Um, I, Beverly Hills Cop, absolutely. Um, I don't think Against All Odds makes the cut. Because, A, we'd have to watch it again. And it's not a very good movie. There's a car chase in it. That's all I really remember. Um, That's the beginning. So no to, Be- no to Against All Odds. Yes to Beverly Hills Cop. Blame it on Rio. Yeah. I can't see a whole show in that. But it's... I got to admit, it was an important movie to me in the sense that it was <laughs> – It was on HBO and had nudity. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was just like – that was, that was just, that's porn yeah. for a teenager in the 80s. In the 80s. And I'll yeah. let you fill in the rest of the blanks on that one. Uh, Breaking mm, no. whole show? <laughs> Hot Dog the Movie, I joke. I don't think you could do a whole show on that. Mickey and Maude, I, I, don't, I don't even want to claim to have watched all the way through. But yeah. uh, Police Academy, yeah, that's probably worthy of a probably show. Probably should do a show on that. Yeah. And Oxford Blues, you know, I, I will I admit I've I, seen that. I owned it on VHS. Is that the one where he goes to row crew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like his big – it was his first – it was Rob Lowe's first big, I think, movie where he was the star. Oh, okay. It came so, right after class. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It, I, I swear to God, anytime it's on TV, I'll watch it. Yeah. But I don't know that I would uh, pay money for it. Anyway, those are some good suggestions, and um, we'll think about it. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? No. I am going to, for this week's clip, it's going to be from one of those movies. Uh, well, so, so all I have to down. do is send in eight answers, and I'll get my name right. Yeah. Okay, so pay <laughs> attention. The clip is from one of those movies. Here we go. I love you. Oh, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> If you know it, email us, along with a nickname for Rob Stroh, at sit80s at gmail.com, steve in the 80s at gmail.com, or and or brad in the 80s at gmail.com.
Com. Ah, the mystical refrain of Name That 80s Tune. Hey, you know the drill here. We'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s, and if you can get it right, we'll read your name on the next show because we're those kind of guys. Pay attention. Here's the clip from the last show. That's Red Skies at Night by The Fix. Red Skies at Night. Red Skies at Night. Oh, oh. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Hey, we saw The Fix together in uh, L.A. at the Hollywood Bowl, right? And they were great. They were so good. They were great. I would see them again. You know, sometimes you see a band, you're like, okay, yeah, I don't need to see them again. But The Fix, I would love to see a, a full set from them, not just yeah. a supporting set. I mean, they played. I mean, you forget how many songs they had. Yeah, and their new album is good. Um, I reviewed it on the blog. My friend, it was probably a year or so ago, but yeah, um, uh, probably longer than that. Come to think of it, but I would totally go out of my way to see them again. No questions asked. I think they even had the entire original lineup. Yeah, there. They so. just they sounded great. They were very tight. Uh, they were having fun up there. It was a great set. It was. So, um, read the winners. The winners include Rush Cress, The Weather Guy, Chris Connor, Jeff and Chester, Gabriel Daigle, Jewel. Is that like the I don't think it's I think it's Jewel, but not that Jewel Jewel. Oh, okay. You know, hey, famous fans. Kelly E, Peter Ryan, Kurt and Dirty Jersey, John and Phoenix, Pinhead, Rob, your neighborhood's uh, and Rob, your neighbor uh, <laughs> and Rob, your friendly neighborhood Snyder man, Snyder from New Jersey, who writes, this week's song was Red Skies at Night. Or, this, <laughs> this week's song was Red Skies by The Fix. Definitely a super iconic song from the early 80s. Brings me right back to Catholic high school. The Fix were all over, it seemed. MTV, the radio, and then they seemed to vanish as the mid-80s turned into the late 80s. Sad, but thanks as always for the memories. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com, stevenedies at gmail.com, or bradinthe80s at gmail.com, and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. We'll be right back after this commercial break. There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. But why take chances? The power of Colt 45. Steve Spears, Brad Williams, and the rest of the Stucky 80s gang. This is Robert Jordan, living in Stewartstown, Pennsylvania, but longing for Perry Hall, Maryland, and the 80s. The 80s were a very pivotal time in my life, and my soundtrack was brilliantly supplied by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. After 300 great podcasts and a couple not-so-good ones, I know I'd love to hear Springsteen get his due by being honored by Stucky the 80s. I think since a medal and Ringo Starr is on the agenda... I'd assume a Springsteen podcast, it couldn't be too far behind, maybe, you know, 400, 500, I don't know. He kicked off the 80s with the river, jumped into the MTV craze that fueled Born in the USA. 
followed up with Tunnel of Love and ending the 80s by firing the legendary E Street Band. Besides his own production, he was part of We Are the World, Sun City, Amnesty International, and either led songs or helped produce records for the likes of the Pointer Sisters, Donna Summer, and Gary U.S. Bonds. Anyway, here's to you for great shows, and I will always be stuck in the 80s. And I miss my traffic girl, Kathy Wass, and my screeching pal, Sean Daly. There's room for all of us, and we all remain stuck in the 80s. And we're back. And first of all, what do you think of uh, Robert Jordan's idea? Uh, I think you know. Is there is there not a Bruce Springsteen show in the? There's not catalog. We should probably we, put that on the list. Daly and I did an interview. Um, was it with Niels Niels Lofgren? Is that his name? His guitarist. Yeah. Um, we did an interview with him years ago. Uh, for the paper, and we recorded it, and we were going to use it w- in a podcast, and I don't know why we didn't do it. It was a pretty good interview. Yeah, I, I don't have it anymore, or else I would I would obviously use it. But um, if I could find it, um, I would definitely um, resurrect it. I know we'll never get an interview with Springsteen, famously not does not do interviews, but yeah, but that's so like Niels or Nels or whatever his name, however you pronounce yeah, it. I think it's Nels. Yeah, Nels. Um, that was as close as we were going to get. Um, I've never seen Springsteen. It live, I've never. Neither kinda, have I. I've never yeah. really wanted to. Yeah, um, when that, when that was the, the, I mean, I remember my friends going to get wristbands for Springsteen tickets, and it was like, right, you got to go with us. I'm like, yeah, you know. Hmm. I know. Not, I just, I don't feel, I don't feel like I know him well enough to do a show on him, unless. Well, we'll, we'll have to bring somebody in. Yeah. It's, so I, I don't know. We'll think but, about it. We'll come up yeah. with some sort of way to do it. Because I mean, I mean I, you, can, you can't deny he was a, a big part of oh the eighties. And I mean, of course, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, uh, you know, he's, the fact that he still tours and the fact that he's still as good today as he ever was. I mean, yeah. Geez. I mean, I mean, yeah. I got nothing. You know, you, you can say what you want about the U twos and the Madonnas of the world, uh, but I would never say you know a, a, a mean thing about Springsteen. That's for sure. One last thing. We created a uh, Which Stuck in the 80s podcast host are you quiz, and it's on our Facebook page. It's like those other you know BuzzFeed quizzes where you take the – you know you answer the 10 questions and it tells yeah. you who you are. What's, normally the what's answer your spirit to animal? Is, yeah. Normally the answer to those quizzes is stop taking online quizzes. But yeah. you should make an exception for this one. I, you know, t- and to be honest, I still it's, – it's like the worst habit I have online. I mean, I will still take those stupid quizzes almost every time. <laughs> Wait, I thought I, I was lime jello, not cherry jello. <laughs> yeah, it's like That's ridiculous. I, 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 like, what? Which state are you? You know, like. So anyway, um, so I, I decided to try to do one myself just to see how it was done because I've together. always thought this is interesting. Yeah. So there was a there was like a web page you go to and you upload photos and it tells you okay how many possible answers do you want and so I picked yeah. five. So there's. So you could either be Spearsy, Daly, Brad in L.A., Kathy Wasser, Gina Vivanetto. I basically decided who are the, f- the five full-time hosts over the history of Stuck in the 80s. So those five people. Yeah. And then I put 10 questions in there. And I, it, this is how it works. You basically put the question in there. You, you put the possible answers and then you assign each possible answer a point value to a certain person. Yeah. So, you know – 
if you took it and you said your favorite band was Journey, you got two points towards becoming Spearsy. If you uh, if you said that you picked um, Devo, then you got two points. You got towards two points towards never never spending any time with anyone of the opposite sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, and I think I think Daily. I'm trying to think who I put his favorite band as being. I know Kathy. I put. I think I put Duran Duran. Yeah, and, and for Gina, Gina was, was the Pixies. Or no, I think she was the Smiths. Daily might have been. Shoot, I don't remember. Anyway, so you go through it, and it, it works pretty well. I mean, so I posted it a few hours ago, and I saw people. Some people already took it. So Ray Jones and Tim Danner got Spearsy. Uh, Steve Weintraub got Brad. Woo! Uh, Ryan Campbell got Gina. Uh, I know my friend Chris Stanton uh, got Kathy Wass. You know, I keep taking it and I keep getting me. <laughs> I try to do it. I try to do it where I take it and I, I try to spread out the answers evenly. Like, okay, I'm going to pick Daily one this each. one, this one. I'm going to pick me this one. I'm going to pick Gina. For Daily's band, you have Guns N' Roses in here. Oh, Guns N' Roses. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, welcome to the jungle. Yeah, and so I, I know an old friend of ours in Kankakee, Illinois. Uh, she took it and she got Sean Daly. And, and I wanted to say to, to that person um, who's going through a really serious medical challenge right now that our, our thoughts are with you. And even Daly wanted me to tell you that he's thinking of you. And your friends here at Stuck in the 80s are all behind you. We know you can, you'll beat it and just don't give up. And on that note, since this is our World Cup soccer show, uh, best of luck to all our Stuck in the 80s friends around the world. We hope you'll root on your national teams and we hope you enjoy the spirit of sportsmanship and pride that this tournament brings. Every four years, don't get too drunk. That's me telling Brad, don't get too drunk, Brad. Uh, okay. I know you like the wild turkey. I, I do enjoy a refreshing beverage while yelling at the television. <laughs> and in the meantime, we'll remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Come on.